A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach. Lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator, I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. This week, Dance CEOs, we're going to talk both a practical skill to help you shift your weekly craziness schedule and also the necessity to serve you personally with pauses in your life. And I'm sharing this because my entire life, being undiagnosed with ADHD until just two years ago, um, at the age of 36, I would overpack my schedule. I literally would not even like give myself room between commitments to even like get to the next thing. Like I was always habitually late because I was just always not time managing myself well, which turns out is a challenge for executive functioning with ADHD. But it was more so, I was just, was always busy. I was always on high alert. I was always stressed. There's always lots of anxiety. And I just essentially ran on survival autopilot for so long that I was not okay and I really wasn't doing myself a service and I was definitely doing a disservice to those I was committing to because I wasn't showing up 100%. I was always running behind. I was always not fully where it was going on. I never gave full preparation for what I needed to be doing for the next meeting or that task or commitment. I mean, and this implied in multiple seasons of my life. This applied when I was training as a pre-professional ballet dancer. This applied in just in general commitments to my teenage years. This applied in my education. This applied when I did end up going to college later on. This applied with employment that I had. This applied in relationships. This applied in my family. This applied in my, like, it just was how I approached things because I was getting stuff done. I felt like I was being productive because I was doing so much. But it wasn't until these last few years when I started to dive into personal development and working through trauma I've had from different experiences and learning how self-compassion is key for me not only surviving but also thriving that I learned how to shift my approach and my approach included me shifting what my priorities were. I spent the majority of my life focusing on others needs before my own because I hadn't even given pause to what my needs are or I put them on the back burner. And I just made sure everybody else's priorities were taken care of. And there's so many layers to that, especially tied in with ADHD, with people pleasing and rejection sensitive dysphoria. And if you're like, wait a second, what? Or I'm concerned, I've just learned about my ADHD. Always message me at the dance CEO coach, slide into my DMs. I'll be happy to kind of give you some direction on that and like learn more about it or just share my story more. Um, I actually have multiple episodes from season one where I dove into my journey with that. Um, with ADHD, but I want to focus today on how even when I didn't know all those things and I was just showing up a certain way and it's not exclusively because of ADHD, it's also because of the high performance desires and, you know, perfectionism and people pleasing coming from years in the dance world, especially in ballet. And um, I didn't want that anymore. I wasn't able to show up as a mom for my children 
I was exhausted all the time. I was feeling resentment towards those things that I used to love, those people that I used to have close relationships with, my dance career and profession. And it was, it was the personal development journey is when I learned that resentment was like an indicator that I was on the road to extreme burnout. And I've definitely had bouts of burnout before. And so there's so many different things that need to shift in order to re- remove yourself from that o- approach in life. But today I want to speak to the practicality of your scheduling process. And if you're anything like me and you've directed a dance program before or run a dance company and you need to schedule lots of different moving parts on a regular basis, you would consider yourself the scheduling queen. And that is totally valid. And that is an amazing skill to bring together. But when you use that skill to jam pack all the things all the time, and including in your personal life, you're not truly honoring yourself and there's not a lot of self-compassion. So I want to introduce to you a different way to think about how you schedule your week, your day. I'm going to approach this in a week by week process. And it might be super uncomfortable for you to do and you might feel a lot of resistance to this and you're like, what are you talking about? This is already working for me. Or like you like subconsciously know or like afraid to admit that you're like resonating with all the challenges I was sharing and you want it to change, but you're afraid that if you don't do what you've been doing for so long that you're going to lose everything you've done. All of that's totally valid. All those things you're thinking and feeling are real. I just want you to be open to hearing this different process. And if it feels good for you, I want you to give it a try and then share with me how it's going for you or see if you receive some support in the DMs and Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. So let's get into it. This scheduling process, I kind of hodgepodge it together from a few different things I've kind of started learning about and end up creating a process that really feels aligned for me and I've had much success sharing this process with so many clients especially in the dance world and helping them shift the priority to how to honor themselves first as a human being and still give focus and energy to their profession so if you want to take notes go for it now would be a good time to get those writing instruments out if let's say you decide that on Sunday evenings you're going to sit down and you're going to look ahead and plan your week out And I'm talking like your entire week that includes both personal and professional commitments. It's not just like your studio schedule or your client schedule or whatever that looks like. This is all the things, whether you're a parent and have little humans and a partner or you have coworkers or you have like whatever, whatever the thing is. Um, The very first thing I want you to do as you look at this blank five day or seven day calendar in front of you is I want you to put down all your non-negotiables and you might not even have any right now but you can start thinking about this to me non-negotiables are the things that i value so much that nothing else that comes up would allow me to reschedule that and the examples i have of these are going to the gym or um like my time with my children since i only get a few hours with them every day since they're in school like that time is set for my kids and i like after school is blocked off i do not schedule things during that window of time non-negotiables are also um things like giving you no know, taking care of like self-care items like i said going to the gym like my morning routine my, my morning routine items but just things Like maybe non-negotiable is that you have a standing date with your husband or that you have lunch with a friend every other week or, you know, you have a a 
coffee chat via Zoom with a, like someone. Like like things that you just like look forward to, excite you, fill you up. That sometimes you choose to put on the back burner, let other things take over. That you really don't want to be doing that anymore. You put these on your calendar for the week. Some things I want to have you consider there. Some non-negotiables also are like when you eat. Because <laughs> if you just say, oh, I'll figure out and grab, you know, I'll figure out what I'll eat today because I don't have any space for anything. That's not really the best approach. I even put in there like my lunch time, and I'm self-employed. I have my own business. So whatever that makes sense for you, your non-negotiables are like maybe things that have been acting like negotiables, but you really truly want them to be non-negotiables. The second thing you put on there is like any appointments that you have, any commitments. So like, do you take, do you have a dentist appointment for yourself or a child? Or, you know, do you have a meeting with a therapist or you have this thing scheduled? Like, what are those appointments that you have that are pre-scheduled and they're happening this week that might be out of the ordinary? You can also put on there your regular stuff. Like if you are a studio owner or teach dance and you, you know, certain days and times of the week you are at the studio teaching or you're traveling as a guest choreographer or competition judge on the weekend or your dance business is serving clients during the day and like you have certain windows of time that you're serving like you're doing your client calls like those go on there because that's set things that there's commitments to that you have at this point when you look at your calendar there should be pockets and windows open of availability and if you the ideal scenario is that you haven't overbooked yourself to where there's actually multiple pockets. Like there could be a few hours here and an hour there and a surprise hour and a half on this time and there's two different hour blocks on this day and you look and you're, all of a sudden you see these things. These blocks of time is when you then get to schedule in the needle moving tasks, the, the things that you need to do in your business or on your business. Like you're like, oh, I need to like sit down and I need to write email, like the email, the, the um, newsletter for the next three weeks. I just want to get the next three weeks newsletters done. And you're like, oh, cool. I actually know that it takes me about this long to write a newsletter. And if I do three of them, that's like an, an, like an hour and a half. And I have an hour and a half in this block. I'm going to make sure that on Tuesday in this block is when I'm addressing and getting the newsletters done. And you start pulling from your to-do list, focusing on the priorities, like the things that are most important first. And you start plugging them into these blocks of time. This allows you, when you approach it this way, you are still getting your to-dos done. Maybe you don't get as much done in one week at first, but you're still getting your to-dos done. You're still honoring commitments that you have. And most, important, most importantly, you are making sure that your non-negotiables are truly staying non-negotiables. And the way for a non-negotiable to stay non-negotiable is if, let's say, a client says, oh, hey, I can't meet at this time, but can we meet at this time? And you look in your calendar and realize that you set aside a coffee chat with a friend that you've been looking forward to for a long time at that time. And you can either, A, completely boot your friend, which for you is like a non-negotiable normally to appease a client, or you can tell that client that you don't have availability this week and because it's such last minute, you'll let them know when you can reschedule for a time that works for you and them. You can absolutely do that, by the way. <laughs> Took me a while to learn that one. Um, when you shift things from putting yourself last and like you first fill it in with like all your dance commitments and like everyone else's schedule and all these things, then you look and you realize that there's like hardly any time for you and you're so tired at this point that the few pockets if you even have any, even you schedule it in reverse, that you're not going to want to actually do anything in those anyways. And you 
don't actually schedule anything for yourself or you do but you don't do it because you're just too tired and you didn't commit to it to begin with it was just like oh if I get to it I'll get to it so I want you to consider this process of non-negotiables commitments that you have and then filling in um, like the things you need to continue to do that are not necessarily consistent but in the blocks of time that become available and there's actually a term for this called block scheduling when you and I'm kind of like mixing it together. Um, when you say, okay, well, I'm finding that I typically have two hours available on Monday from 10 a.m. until noon. And at the beginning of the week, I'm feeling like I want to kind of check in with my business and get things started. So I'm going to actually set aside that Mondays from 10 a.m. to noon is going to be like my email time to like check in and like reply to emails and all of that. And just like whatever, like other little thing that you like to do regularly. And you start setting that aside as like a regular thing, knowing that if life happens, like you need to put a doctor appointment during that time down the road on another week, you can always shift that. But you start to find that you can literally take a to-do that you have, a task that you have, and you attach it to a block of time. And the reason why block scheduling is very helpful and productive is because when you need to get into a task that could take a period of time, like let's say, for example... You handle also your own social media marketing for your business, which is totally fine if you do. I do that for myself as well. <laughs> there have been periods of time I've worked with someone else to help me kind of shift gears or learn some new things, but it's okay. Side note, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you have someone else doing this, awesome. When you, let's say you set aside two, let's say you gave yourself one hour to create so many posts for the next week or two weeks and what you didn't know and take into account is that it takes about 30 minutes to fully shift into a focused zone and like flow, a focused flow to be able to like actually get in a rhythm that becomes very productive and helpful. So what you thought was an hour of you getting a lot of work done actually turns out that not even close, like if you're lucky, a good half an hour was actually truly productive and in flow. So that's why you wanna consider time blocking because if you give yourself two hours to do that, if you out of those two hours only need 30 minutes once to warm up, you then are able to have an hour and a half still in flow and you will get more done in those 90 minutes after you like warmed up into it than you would if you had said five separate hours throughout the week where every single day you had to spend 30 minutes of that day trying to warm yourself up and then trying to get something done and you're like had a cold like it's not the same you can get so much more productivity completed when you do time blocking i use this specifically when i need to do content creation or i write a series of emails or work on an email sequence or like I just have a series of like little admin tasks. I'll give myself two hours just to go in and just to be in like admin mode and just like all these little behind the scene things I need to do. I absolutely have started utilizing that. With my ADHD and my autism, it's a mix of like, I like the freedom and the flexibility of things not being too rigid, but I also like some consistency. So I do have a general idea of like, I know that for me, I serve my clients and meet with people on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays um, between 10.30 a.m. and depending if I have my kids or not, either 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. <laughs> Depends on when that's happening. Um, and those are the windows that I allow for meetings. Uh, I do do podcast interviews on Mondays and Fridays, but they're not every week all the time. So that's not like a consistent thing, but those are the days that I leave open for podcast interviews. 
And I've made my Mondays and my Fridays days that I do behind the scenes work where I work in my business, but also my on my business work for like professional development, certification course, like I'm in one right now, you know, or I need to sit back and I need to update a landing page or do this and this or spend the time creating the content. Um, so that's like how I shift those. And I've chosen because of my, my profession now in the dance world of coaching other dance business owners is that, you know, I don't really work a lot on Saturdays, especially if I have my kids, I don't normally work. And, um, like there's, there's one Saturday a month that I am completely human free. I don't have my kids or I'm not with my husband or his kids. And I will absolutely take advantage of that. And I'll do a lot of more on my business work or like some tasks that could take more time. And I'll like spend like three hours all in on something and just get a lot done. Cause I'll get in flow and just achieve it. And I'll like hyper-focus on it. If you have ADHD, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I allow myself the freedom to not say, well, every Monday from 10 to noon, I'm doing this. I will say that I typically have Mondays from 10 to noon free. So I know that at the beginning of the week, when I look at my task list, oh, this week I need to get this done. Cool, I can plug it in because that block of time is usually available, but it's not necessarily always the same thing every single Monday. So there's flexibility there. But this allows me to continue to honor myself and but also actually show up with higher quality and energy and focus for the people I am committed to and you know engagements I'm committed to both personally and professionally because I've made sure I've taken care of myself first and in this order I also recognize like you know I know that if I have like three coaching calls in one day that's a lot for me energetically to hold space for that and them and like really like be aligned and do that that I'll say, okay, I know technically I have an hour after that last coaching call before I need to go pick up my kids from school. But I also know that if I don't take time to pause and recharge, that I'm going to actually be very drained for my kids and I'm gonna have a rough evening as their mother and not fully show up for my kids in that regard and for myself. So I'll actually say, you know what? I've actually already shown up and done this much work today. I'm gonna to go ahead and take a pause and I'll I'll decompress, I'll like recharge energetically, I'll read, I'll take a nap. And with, now that I've been learning with my autism and such that sleeping for me is a huge nervous, regu nervous uh, regulator, nervous system regulator for me. So I'm a huge proponent of like 30 minute naps. Big fan. Take a, they, I take them regularly. <laughs> um, and if you're yourself right now thinking, well, that's nice for you, but I have no time to take a nap. Like I would love to take a nap. Well, I invite you to then pause and check with yourself and say, why can't I take a nap? Is this something that's been self-induced? Have I created this scenario to where I would love to take naps, but I can't because I'm just booked too much and go from there. And it's, it's not easy to admit that you've kind of created the scenario that you're in that you maybe are resenting now because maybe you didn't know any better in the examples that you had to get you to this. You were told this is how it's to be done in order to achieve success. But I will finish with this thought which is success is individually defined, but true success is when you're able to live fully, both personally and professionally, when you're thriving. That to me is success. It's not how much money is in your bank account. It's not how many clients you have. It's how you are doing as a human being first. And when you can get to the point where you yourself all are feeling successful personally, internally, emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. And then you can feel like you're able to show up better professionally. You are successful. So I would invite you to maybe check in and say, how am I defining success? 
am I putting myself down because I keep thinking success is if I if I only had these many clients or if I only had this much money consistently coming in every month or if I only had these many teachers on staff or I only was able to hire a VA or if I was only da 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 right shoulda coulda woulda I would invite you to pause and check on that but I want you I want to thank you for being open to maybe hearing some hard things because when you are in a place of survival you're in a place of defense and it's not easy to be open to hear that there's different ways you could do it and what you're doing has gotten you to this point but also if you want more it's not enough so it's not an easy thing to hear and accept and then actually take action on and start to figure out the best ways to move forward but if this aligns for you and you're like yeah i have all the mixed feelings she said but i am sincerely interested in things changing i invite you to um to lean into that and if you think that you would like support in this journey this is what i'm here for i do support coaching clients one-on-one in these specific areas we absolutely do dive into business but we touch the personal first because i believe that you're only successful professionally as you are doing personally so thank you again for being here for this podcast episode Um, I would encourage you, please consider to leave a five-star review. You don't even have to write anything. If you just want to click on the five stars, share this. If you've resonated, feel that people in your community, even in the non-dance world, would benefit from this particular scheduling hack. Um, Your your mom friends, you know, your teacher community, maybe you and your partner are like, we need to revisit how we schedule things and you can approach this. By all means, share this episode with them. And I would love to know what resonated with you. I'm always here for conversations in my DMs. Please reach out to me on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. And I look forward to joining you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dance CEO Podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.